Welcome to uh, the Tuesday Night Playcast. No, wait. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. Show that's all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, off, and even under the gaming table. I'm Alan Girding, and this is a very special episode. Because I believe it'll probably be our last episode. I took a long hiatus off of the show after 200 episodes. It was actually more than 200 episodes, let's be really honest, because... There was also some holiday spectaculars in there and some other special episodes inserted that weren't numbered. But anywho, we decided after this long hiatus that I shouldn't come back and do the podcast. I spent so much time editing the podcast, no exaggeration, it would be typically an average of at least six hours of editing. And I found, as dumb as this sounds, it is much easier to do a live show on YouTube so we're going from podcast to playcast. And we've started this. We're already over 15 episodes. We're approaching 20 at the time of this recording. So our hope is that if you enjoy the podcast, you'll also enjoy TKTV, the Tuesday Night Playcast, which is on YouTube. And you should be able to find it just by YouTubing Tuesday Night Games. Hopefully you'll hit our subscribe button, click that notification bell, whatever they say. I'm not really good at marketing, but that's what I'm hoping you'll all do, and I hope you really enjoy it. I've already had on some great guests. We had some great conversations. We've had some controversy on the show as well. <laughs> so go ahead, check that out, and I hope you enjoy it. Now, there is this idea that we shouldn't cancel the podcast. Because, sure, the podcast was too much work for me. I was already short on time, and doing a live show is less time. But B-Team is still around, and they have always talked about doing a takeover. And so I want to know from you if you think that we should just give this entire podcast over to the B-Team. And in that way, the podcast will live on and on and on and on, but it won't be the show with me hosting, it would just be the entire B team. The B team bah, 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 would just become the A team. They'd be the A-listers continuing the glory of the show. If you think that's what we should do, or if you have any opinions, comments, concerns, whatever, you can either comment on any of our YouTube videos or send us an email at podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com. We'll totally listen. We'll acknowledge your email and Take your thoughts into consideration with what to move on to in the future. With that being said, I think I should uh, give this episode over to the B team. They're such a great group of gents, and maybe I'm using that term too generously, but they recorded an episode. We have Will, Logan, and of course, we have Dungeon Master Greg, and the three of them recorded an episode. And they sent it to me, and this was months ago. So really, I'm a crappy friend for not putting up this episode 201 earlier because they put a lot of work into it. But I'm going to put it up right after this without any of my interference. There's no editing here. You listen to the very raw cut of the B team. So without further ado, I give you episode 201, the final episode? Question mark? Take it away, B team. <laughs>
So the real funny thing is, uh, which Logan, you're you're just behind the times. You don't know any of this stuff. But I finally, after a decade, watched my neighbor Totoro on New Year's <gasps> Day. Which yes, oh that's old news. Hated it. Uh, yeah. Terrible film. Do not enjoy. But okay. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Because, yes, even though I watched it on January 1st, uh, it took me until mid-February <laughs> to slip it into the Netflix DVD envelope, self-sealing. Guess what? Self-sealing doesn't last for a decade. I no. have to tape it shut uh, and drop it in the mail. And today's the day I got the reminder of... We're sending you the next movie on your queue. A queue I have not looked at in a decade. Do you know? Can you imagine? What, what the hell what, are you going to get? What I, movie? I love. Oh my God. I fully love that this conversation started with like, I'm behind the times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, now we've given them the spice. We have to start for okay. real. Front, front till, okay. gentlemen. Frontail. Frontail. Thank you. It's been over over a year since I've heard that oh, magical greeting. So Don't no pouting. We are <laughs> we a are. positive yes. vibes movement. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about the good stuff. Yeah. But before before because we're shocking the people now, right? They yep. they not only have they not had us, oh. they haven't had anything. The 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 cruel overlords have completely retracted any mm-hmm. entertainment. They shut down the communication lines. Yeah, yes, they did. But, but we hacked the mainframe. Yeah, <laughs> got a hold of the signal. And I, we're breaking I mean, in. seeing as I, I have a new career now, complete, literally have a new <laughs> yes. career since the last time we spoke. Uh, yes, I am now a, a computer hacker. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Uh, so yes, I've I've gotten in, and now we can record some audio for the for the real, <laughs> for real, the real folks <laughs> to enjoy. But I want to get in front of everything because there are some folks who are going to say, "I don't enjoy this. I wasn't expecting this, and I didn't want to hear this." So the first thing we got to say is, "What's the name of the book?" Very, it's the Ultimate Encounters. Random. What's the name of it? <laughs> I, I can't remember anything. It's the ultimate random encounters book. I got a bunch of those words right, just yeah. in the yeah. right order. Ultimate, and honestly, honestly, it's like meaningless, and we we didn't have any control over the title. It's fine. That's fine. Either way, <laughs> if you don't want to listen to this entire podcast, the only reason that we've come together to to hypnotize, propagandize, and randomize your life is uh, you got to get really on Great. whatever service that you order books from because this is a real book so you this can find a real it. book you, you could get yeah. powell's books you could get uh i'm not going to say the name of a to z but you know who i'm talking about uh you could go to your local bookstore and say if that exists i don't know i saw there's a barnes and noble down in burnsville so that was pretty there impressive is. to me but go go and order because fundamental you may have heard this before you may not have heard this before but the important thing is pre-orders matter for printed books Yep. They so, all add to the first week sales, and the, the first week sales are basically the only thing the publisher cares about. about. Well, <laughs> and also the first week sales are what puts you on, say, bestseller lists yeah, right. and stuff like that. So we need the Ultimate Random Encounters book. It's the only book you'll ever find in the world with that name. Go ahead and pre-order it. Now, you don't have to listen to the rest of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but- But you should, because we're really for a quick, great people. For a quick- 
for uh, just so you don't have to remember that whole title, you can go to bit.ly forward slash random book. Definitely capitalize R and B in random book when you do that. Okay. Wow. Bitly dot. Wait, is it bitly.com? No, bit.ly. Oh, bit. Forward slash. This is our random capital B book. I like all my URLs to be full. Well, I, I enjoy typing yeah, every I, word you know, in the URL. You know, I, <laughs> I would love that too, but this is simonandshushow.com slash book slash the ultimate random encounters book slash Travis Wheels Wheeler slash 9781507216378 for those of you who do love the full URL. Wow. It is a biggie. Thank you. All right. Here's the thing. We've yeah. got to give these people who've been so desperate for entertainment. We've, we've got to give them resources. We've got to give them positive vibes. We've yep. got to give transmit the happiness that I feel in my heart, and it's not because of drugs this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this time. <laughs> not this time. Oh, boy. Remember 2018? I barely mm, do. Vaguely. Um, <laughs> vaguely remember that time. So let's catch the people up. It's 2021. The last time I believe we recorded a B-team program was in 2019. I believe it was October of 2019. Yep. I don't recall if I was or was not wearing a shirt during that recording. But seeing as it's February in Minnesota, I am wearing a sweatshirt today. Uh, What have I, what what are the great things I have done in in 2020 i'll i'll get us started off you guys can see if you can catch up match up uh biking i now ride bikes and fall off of bikes hit my head on the sidewalk a bunch and it worries me because don't you know you're right to be worried (laughs) um once once i was riding a bike so we went on vacation to the beach and my dad was riding a bike with me and he was in front of me and the bike just attacked him and he did cut a flip. Like nothing happened. Nothing was in <laughs> the, the road. Was done. He he cut a flip and then broke his collarbone. And so that's that's my interpretation of what happened. So I don't quite do that. The majority of my bike falls have been that I, I have taken up mountain biking and the kind of mountain biking where it's single track mountain biking and you go swishy swish and you try to jump, get air off the ground and stuff like that. But they have something called the teeter totter. Which is much like a, that you'd imagine, like a playground Mm -hmm. teeter-totter. You're supposed to ride your bike up one side and then it tots and you ride down (laughs) the other side. But I typically only get halfway up and fall over sideways. And, you know, I do that 20 times before I give up. Uh, Oh, wait. So is this like BMX or something? No, this is mountain biking. Mountain biking. I have a full suspension mountain bike. Oh, oh yeah, many, no, no. How many the, mountains have seesaws? No, nah, okay, look. <laughs> All of them. You're showing your ignorance. If mountain you been, is... You've clearly not been to mountains recently, because there was a whole installation over the last 15 <laughs> exactly. years no. of where they put in seesaws but wherever no, they can free, find a place. Freestyle mountain biking and single track mountain biking will have constructed features for you to work with and work around. Mm-hmm. But that's been the majority of my falls. I also... Uh, made a Minnesota mistake of trying to ride my regular bike on the sidewalk when there was ice on the ground and slipped and hit my head on the sidewalk. That's the last time I went out, but guess what? We're warming up. Number two, I've been skateboarding. <laughs> also falling, injuring myself because wasn't wearing pads. I wanted to be a cool kid and well, still recovering from that. <laughs> but the most important thing that 2020 has taught me is to take some time every morning for uh, meditation and reflection. And I'm not even joking. 
I sit, I, after I have breakfast every morning, I sit down and I have a little uh, meditation journal. And here's, this is where I tie this into games because I actually leverage games from my meditation. Mm. Um, but before it comes to games, number one, I write down a gratitude, something I'm thankful for. Uh, it could either be, you know, I'm thankful for something big or something small. Doesn't matter as long as I'm thankful for something. What were uh, you thankful for today? Ah, uh, today I was thankful for the many opportunities that I am presented with every day and that I have the ability to ch make choices amongst them for myself. That's really tender. Yesterday I was thankful that my friend Chris is super hot and loves to hang out shirtless with me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It could be yeah. big, it could be it small. Could be big, it could be small. <laughs> it's He's on the short I'm side for. there, Chris. <laughs> uh, I write down a prayer every day. Wait, and is not Chris big or small? What is <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Greg, you experienced this this weekend because I was wearing his pants. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris and I have the exact same proportions in, uh, let's not go down that road. But <laughs> I, I, I meant, um, in your meditation, is that a big or a small? <laughs> oh, no, that would be a small. It's not in the, okay. in the grand scheme of thankfulness for the universe. But for my <laughs> prayers, I don't do like super religious, you know, like any kind of ascribed religion type of prayers. But what I do is I translate something I want for myself into a generalized something that I would like for all people. And it just that's a little thought exercise for myself. Um, and it helps with kind of sort of reflection. And here's the thing. Here's where gaming comes in. For my last reflection of the day, this is what I have done. Uh, I have taken a stack of Magic the Gathering cards that I don't have in a built deck. So it's, it's about 100 cards, so it could be a commander deck if it was real. Um, and every day I shuffle it up and I just take three of those cards and I put them down and I say, the first one I put down is my foundation. The second one I put down is my present focus. And the third one I put down is my trajectory. And then I say, what does the picture on this card, what does the name of this card inform me about my life in those particular areas? So like for my foundation, I'll say, hmm, the Magic the Gathering card I pulled for my foundation today is mind rot. When has my thinking in the past been poor? You know, what, what is a time that I have not been thinking clearly? And, you know, what can I, how can I reflect on that? And it's then like my a present tarot folk, reading. Yeah. Well, except without using tarot cards because I have thousands, <laughs> thousands. literally thousands of trading cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a little less tied to, I don't know, pseudoscience. The devil. Right? The, or, or the devil, yes. Um, so I recommend it because it's just like, I, I need a prompt for my daily meditation and reflection. And that's just like a, such a quick and easy yeah, I think that's great. prompt to have. And then I just, you know, ascribe whatever meaning I want to it. And I take the time and, you know, I'm taking 10 minutes for myself. And it honestly, it really makes your whole day better. Maybe not the best, but it it's certainly makes it better. Yeah. Because here, and here's the number one secret. Like the, the, the key secret that started it all is... If I'm feeling bad during the day, I can always go back to my journal and say, well, hey, you know what? Here's one thing I was thankful for this morning. Yeah. So it's not the worst day in the world. All right. Yeah, I've, I've had some false starts on meditation, and I, I really do want to have like a daily practice that 
That sounds really good. Oh, and seriously, right? Like I, I've talked to people about it and they're like, I can't write. I literally write like six sentences, mm-hmm. right? I'm thankful for this. I pray for this. My foundation is this. My present focus is this. And my trajectory is this. Trajectory is what I'm aiming for, like for the future. Right. I think a lot of people are hesitant to write because they think like it will be bad or something, but this is only for This is only you. for you. Who, who's so. going to see it? <laughs> who's going to see it? Um, Your hey, sister. I want to take, take a quick break to say, uh, hey, I'm Logan, and that's Greg, and that's Will. I don't oh, know no, 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 ever. please. If they don't know our voices, they're not real fans. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like... <laughs> I, I guess later. you know me. I what, what was it recently, Greg? We were we were recording something, and we were like, "What are your, what are your favorite things to talk about?" And I was yeah. like, "My first thing is me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're not gonna talk about yourself, how in the hell are you gonna talk about somebody else? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that some RuPaul stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Greg? mean, she's into fracking, yes. and that's bad. Oh, but... you got that right. But wait, she's got wait. good advice sometimes. Some, uh, you know, funny. everybody has good advice sometimes. Yeah. And, and I have good advice clock sometimes. Is right twice a day. That's correct. Greg, what have you been up to in 2020? Um, I was slowly going socially starved. So I now have online RPG games uh, almost every night of the week. Hell uh, yeah. Dang. Monday, Wednesday. Every other Thursday, sometimes Friday, sometimes Saturday, <laughs> to sort of keep me grounded. Because I realized uh, partway through 2020 that uh, without having people around, things in my head got a little dark. So mm-hmm. uh, also not being able to walk a lot or go to the gym or do all the things that sort of were my stress relievers, I needed other stress relievers. So uh, I've been... <sighs> Playing a whole bunch of different games, D and D stuff, but outside Monster of the Week and Glitter Hearts and all sorts of stuff. So I've been doing that. I've been writing and trying to write, although my new RPG took a backseat because we had a we had an important deadline that we had to meet. Uh, so I took time off to write the book we mentioned at the start. Uh, Wait, did you time take time off for work for that? No. Oh, yeah, all of us all of us did, right? Did you do uh, a cost benefit analysis of the amount of time you were losing at work? I had uh <laughs> vacation time that I used. Oh, uh, yeah, that's something. So I still got paid for work and Ooh, you're double dipping. Double dipping. Nice. Uh I finally found a copy of Ring Fit that wasn't four million dollars. So I've been doing <laughs> my I've been doing my RPG exercise uh as a because I can't go to the gym. Uh, which I've actually been enjoying. It's it's clever in how it how it makes you cycle through ec- different exercise types, which is very helpful. It's not just all running in place. There's a bunch of running in place, yeah. but it's not definitely not all running in place. There's a bunch of other things to do. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, I don't do meditations in the morning. Uh, I do them. So I've been doing the thing at night to control my wild dreams that I haven't always been great is a focus on three good things that I think were successful during the day. So at night, when I focus on those three things, my brain goes to sleep, focusing on positive things and nice. I'm less likely to have way woo goo out there. 
uh, sort of nightmares, but it also helps me. <laughs> uh, it also helps me to sort of ground on what my day was like and not have like a million stray thoughts. Like, here's all the fifteen things that went wrong at work. It's like here's the things that were actually good, and I'm very thankful. Here for. are, man. I recently gave a presentation at work, and it was for people who have been thrust into customer service positions that don't have didn't even want to work in customer service they were basically told mm-hmm. you either do customer service or you lose your job and i was like here's something that you have to understand about being a human being number 1 you will have a million adequate competent experiences every day mm-hmm. and not even notice them mm-hmm. and guess what being competent is great <laughs> and i said you will have some a few good experiences every day. And the thing about good experiences is they're good because they come to closure and you know that you did well when they finish. And then you will have a few bad experiences every day. And the bad experiences don't really resolve. So then you're just stuck. And those are the ones that your brain holds on to because they don't close. Because even if they're done and there's nothing more you can do with them, your brain's going to keep thinking about what could I have done to have made that better? And I was like, if you can maintain that awareness of the vast majority of the things that you do every day are either competent or good, then the negative ones actually don't matter so much. (laughs) Yeah. I focus on those. Yeah. Uh, it's my anniversary week. It's my anniversary this weekend. So oh, throw that in my face, old old maid Will Anderson. Old here. maid Will Anderson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's twenty eight years this weekend. So that's congratulations! A long time. Wow, we that's a lot. You're really approaching thirty pretty rapidly there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it just seems like something. To celebrate? Yeah, I specifically? mean, there, there, like, we're trying to figure out what, if we, like, it's hard, at, given the world today, it's hard to plan. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. What would be available? I mean, yeah, we, we also, to go remember on. when Greg had his 50th birthday in yeah. quarantine and I just got him some very nice uh, dice sets? Happy birthday, Happy Greg. birthday. The, my saddest <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. This birthday doesn't look that great either. I mean, yeah. everybody had their saddest birthday this year. I mean, last year. So yeah, the only thing that for me is I only like celebrating the fives and the zeros, mm-hmm. and so that was a big zero, and it just was me at home. And my my mom's like, "Do you want us to drive past your house and wave?" And I'm like, "No." All right, wait. We're focused <laughs> on the positive. Logan, give me some goodies. Okay, What's the good go. stuff? So I learned how to cook. I started doing Blue Apron. Um, Started Ooh, out really. So you learned how to fancy cook. Mm. I mean, because I cook my freshlies by putting them in the microwave for three <laughs> minutes. Or I, I'm sorry, right. by peeling back the plastic and then putting them <laughs> in the microwave for three minutes. Right. No, not that. I uh, yeah, I'm like real style cooking. I'm. I feel very confident in the kitchen now. I've done it. I mean, three per week for basically all of 2019 and up until now. So or 20. 20 what what year is it oh god it's now 2021 it's yeah 2020 the, the, is the year this that century I did this is stuff. legal for alcohol consumption yes. in some oh, countries hey wow uh i got medium style jacked so i 
Is that like halfway between Will Anderson and Greg? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so, so Will Anderson does thirst trap snaps mm-hmm. of his abs and underwear. Greg, I, don't, I cannot do thirst trap snaps of abs because I, you know, <laughs> even though I do have quite developed abs, they are covered by a thick layer of fat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. All right. But that's not the same as being like muscular. You know what I mean? Like whatever. It's just, it's just body fat percentage to show off abs. Yeah. But, and I, I, I have not mastered that yet, but I, I, you know, I got for Christmas. All I asked for was like pieces of a lifting cage set. So like, you know, my, my mom got me a bench and then I like got individual weights because those are really expensive. Yes, <laughs> yes they, they are. are. And hard to get these days. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough to have like now I have a whole setup that I can lift on. And I've been doing that for 35 weeks. I support it. Wow, I am all job. in on this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, d- I don't feel like I'm. Like I can see, I can see new stuff, you know. Like, hold on, let me let me let me show y'all. There's there's new things that I haven't Ooh. I haven't had before. So. Ooh, nice. These are things, and like for the listener, thing, he's pointing at, at swelling, must, at, yes, under his <laughs> at, skin, at at being swole, at being swole. My shoulders have like cir- like little mm-hmm. semicircles on them now. That's cool. Oh, you got to uh, get those. Uh, what do they call them? Like tulip shoulders, lily shoulders. I can't remember what flower it is. Daisy gotta shoulders. Got to work those delts, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm following a plan uh, online. It's the Built with Science program. It's like a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, um, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jeremy is the yeah, guy Jeremy. cute. With you. Uh, I mean, he's I, I'm into bear dudes. Oh, uh, wow. So he's, he's cute enough. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, I, right. I I I would say Jeremy is very conventionally attractive. Yes. Uh, oh, anyway, I, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he taught yeah. me how to do uh, the thing that I do for my serratus. Yeah. He has a lot of good videos like that that are like specific like specific things. Anyway, to move on, uh, my Switch tells me that I've played 50 games. <laughs> 50 <laughs> different games? 50 different games. Wow. Two completion. <laughs> Ooh, and that's, that's only the Switch ones. That's only the Switch ones. I also have done, you know, like regular PC games and PS games. But definitely Switch is my most played system. But damn, I've played a lot of games. I got into Crokinole. It's like a dexterity game. You flick little I've, discs. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's more of a classic. Like, uh, it's a tabletop. Yeah, yeah, but like with balls and and obstacles or something. Wait, or is there's, it discs? There's obstacles, but it's, it's discs. discs. Yeah, you, you discs. flick discs. Uh, and it's really satisfying to play. It's probably. I mean, I was into lots of dexterity games, like flick 'em up, and um, I don't know, like, gosh, what was that? Oh no, I can't remember the game. Flip ships. Flip ships. That's a fun game, but fun game one time. Uh, whereas Crokinole is fun <laughs> for many, many, many games. We, and, uh, we all have to have a talk about that sometime because I was recently visiting a number of game stores in the Minneapolis Twin Cities metropolitan area. And I saw a copy of Clask and I remember playing Clask and I was like, this is fun for about five minutes. And then I never want to play this game ever yeah. again. I'm the same with Clask, with a lot of dexterity games, really. Uh, almost all of them except for Crokinole, where Crokinole, every game, you feel like you're getting better, 
And mm. whenever you like, there's there's like a sinking the shot where you get like the most points, and it's like way good for you, and it feels so good every single time. You're just like, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> well, I mean, if you're the kind of person who gets excited for things, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. And uh, so yeah. <laughs> and also, I got a custom crocodile board, so Ooh, it's like yeah. pink and blue. And you got that's how you got to do cool it. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I wrote a tiny horror game. Uh, I think that's on the list to, to talk books. about. Yeah. This this we'll, this in, we'll, in our we'll get evenings to all those recording fun things. session. But Ooh, okay. we're gonna start with uh, the award winning. Mm. Oh, I'm not. I don't even talking about. I'm not Wait, you have a about, different one? I have a tiny horror game. That, that that's like a zine style horror game. We will talk about that later. But I've got a tiny horror game. I w- I just want to say it out loud for you, so you'll be like, no, I never want to play that because it's really spooky. Oh, you, you, are you ready for no. this? No. I've already heard this. No, I'm I'm taking Greg, my take your headphones off. off. I'll wave my hand so that you'll know when to come back. All right, what's the game? Uh, any of y'all can play this tonight if you really want to. It's called I'm Afraid. Uh, let me just outline the rules. Find the darkest place in your house and have everyone gather there in pitch black. Wait. In the way of things, you will eventually feel something touch you. Each time that happens, whisper something you are afraid of and why. Example. I'm afraid of centipedes because one landed on me as a child. There is no need to keep track of turns. Yeah, this game doesn't move me. <laughs> <laughs> well, try to play it then. I, I want to report back when you play I it. I mean, here, this, this is what I'm afraid of. Dying alone and unloved. Yeah. Eh. Who, would, who, who doesn't feel bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now to the award winning because... Of all the years to win I an know. award. <laughs> I won it last year. <laughs> all right, the so year tell I me. could Gl- not go to any of the things. <laughs> Glitter Hearts. I, th- I think we may have talked about Glitter we did. Hearts. We talked about Glitter Hearts before, program. I think right before I, right before I did the Kickstarter or w- during the Kickstarter in 2019. I know we talked about it. Yeah. And it published. I got I a hard cover. It. I got a swath cover. Yep. I played Glitter Hearts. Yep. Uh, one of the uh, contributing reasons to my realization that I just really don't like role playing games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. That's okay. That's thanks a, for that's that. A valid. Oh, it just, yeah, it's not, not your fault. It's certainly not Greg. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Glitter Hearts, I've got it out. So. Of course, the shipping happened right as everything slowed down. Um, and we're not going to elevator pitch Glitter Hearts because no. we've we done that before. Yeah. But, but uh, what's your description? What, what is Glitter Hearts in the RPG, uh, the, the vast universe of options that people have for their RPG scenario? Uh, Glitter Hearts is a magical transforming heroes game in the style of Sailor Moon or Power Rangers, where the focus is Unlike most RPGs, the focus is on teamwork and not always fighting your way through every battle. Yes. So if your team sucks, <laughs> you don't get you don't get much done. Uh, That's right. We did talk about this because I asked yeah. if I could be a planet that turns into a cat, and you said yes. Yes, I could be a planet that turns into a cat. That's valid. That's like yeah. That's like a Transformers thing. It's sure. a lot of things. Unicron is a. Giant transforming don't, planet. Don't don't get me started on what they've done to my beautiful transformers. I was in Target the other day, and they literally what was it? Oh, it was horrifying. Well, 
it was uh, Transformers Ghostbusters crossover. Oh yeah, that's no. the, that's that's the ticket. We like the violation. Violation. Uh, I submitted to the Ennies. It won a Enny Spotlight Award. Uh, what are the Ennies? The Ennies are they're like the big one of the big award shows for RPGs that's run by so, the End World. In 2019, if mm-hmm. my recollection is correct, Mothership, which yes. is published and designed by the actual Tuesday Night Games folks, yep, won yes. for like best RPG at the Ennies, right? Yeah, best best game of the year. Best game of the year. Ennies are a big ceremony held yes. at Gen Con, which which did not Gen Con did not. So. You were denied yes. your Imperial March to the stage. I was. To and collect your trophy. I was denied a lot of things at Gen yeah. Con with my game. It's oh. fine. We will have a Gen Con again. We will. Yeah. And there will be throngs of people who have been converted, their hearts mm-hmm. dipped in glitter. Elmer's glue <laughs> yes. and then dipped in and various dipped in glitters. <laughs> yes. The glitter gets everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's it, not just on your heart. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> It's going to be in your uh, hair, on your clothes. You could buy it in e-form still on itch.io or drive through RPG. Itch.io. Yep. Okay, and drive through RPG. For folks who like role-playing games, these are familiar sites. For folks who aren't familiar or role... If you just want to get into Glitter Hearts and you've never played a role-playing game before, and you can because Glitter Hearts is actually pretty it's easy to learn. Easy. <laughs> I didn't read the whole book, and I was able to play this game. Make oh, gosh. Some, Any some RPG choices. That, that, that makes you read the whole book is a can lot. go right in the garbage. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not so, trying to read a whole book. So you Come can on. go to either of those sites. But I will say, I mentioned to Greg this earlier this week, that I went to a local store that does tend to carry a lot of role-playing game books, mm-hmm. and I did not see... Glitter hearts on the shelf. Correct. Which I expected, and I was disappointed. Uh, it's coming. Uh, at the end of oh, last really? year, I made a couple of deals. Uh, one, I have a person that has picked up uh, publishing and sending it out through distribution centers. So, wow, that's really cool. It's currently. I'm waiting the proof from China to approve that it all looks the way we want it to look, and then. There'll be a bigger announcement of when the hard, when the physical copies are back out, and they'll be in more places than just print on demand. Uh, and then I have a company in Brazil that I signed with, who have translated the book and will have that for sale in Portuguese, I believe. Uh, that is the language. Yep. We speak in Brazil. I also, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I would like to remind you that I looked at those companies with my knowledge yes. of having once been a translator from Portuguese into English. Mm. Wow. I, I, I would not complain at a cut of the Brazilian <laughs> profits that I made possible for you. If, if I make any money from sales in Brazil, I will let you know. What about uh, Portugal? Sometimes they leak stuff over across the pond there. We'll see. Uh, but they are finishing up their translation. I just saw the E form of it, and it looks really good. 
Uh, so I think they are on track for sometime in spring for that to come out in Brazil. Are we looking at any other languages? French, German, um, Italian? I've had some people approach me who were real sketchy. Uh, so mm. I have turned them down for the time being. Uh, it is an interesting thing when you are oddly suddenly on the scene and everybody's heard. There's a lot of people who come out. They're like, oh, we but want... you're an award-winning author. Yeah, I'm an award-winning <laughs> of some author. Some notoriety. So... People come up like, hey, can we get a copy? We'll review it on your site. And I'm like, I can certainly send you a free PDF. <laughs> and you can do whatever you want with it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they disappear. And there's other people who are like, we, we would really like to translate your book. And they've given no company name, no website. Like, Oh, no references, uh, no other nothing. things that they've translated. That is no not going to happen. No. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's. I'm very, very, very happy with how well Glitter Arts has been doing, how much people who play it really, really like it. Uh, it's been well received. It got an award. I'm still working on it. If you have any interest in it, if you want a physical copy, those are coming again. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be getting them. I don't. I have to still have to talk about the exact distribution centers that they're going through, but it should start coming to actual stores uh, once Chinese New Year's over and uh, all the printing places are back in full swing, which should be soon. This that is really exciting. Yes, and it, this has reminded me, which I forgot to put in our little script of things that we plan to talk about. Uh, a game that I did a lot of play testing for. And um, was at, at at most a very interested watcher of the development and progress of this game. Prisma Arena is mm, now available yep. in stores, and I always get excited when I see it in stores. Um, I mean, the most I can say is I have a thank you in the, <laughs> in the instruction manual, but it's a good game. It's a good game. It's fine. And I need to pick it up once I'm back into buying book actually again. yeah it's not it's definitely there i i know we looked at some uh solo play instructions for for doing it that but but it's really intended to be a multiplayer yeah. game um it's a, a battle arena and i think the really fun thing uh that makes prisma arena a little different from games that you may have played is you have a, a standee that's your character and uh, there's, uh, number one, diversity, very important. So you, there's all different types of standees. You can pick whatever you feel feels looks most like you or represents you. Um, but it also comes with stickers, so you can decorate your standee Aww. to make it look different ways uh, to reflect more of like how you want it to look. But That's cute. when it comes to gameplay, uh, as you have battles and as you play the game over repeated times, you build up your superpowers, your Prisma powers, and you take them from game to game. So you really customize your character to be like to have the powers that you want it to have in the battle arena um, as you keep coming back, back and playing at different times. And there's different goals. Uh, that you're set to achieve that unlock different things for you as you play the game, which I, I thought was really unique. It's really fun. 
Um, and if you're kind of tired of playing battle arena games on the TV, you know, distance from other people and you have an opportunity to play in place with people that this is yeah, a, a fun way up. to do it. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to see really to see that in stores because I kind of first saw it, I think in early 2019, maybe it was 2018. I don't, time is a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, this morning I was on the internet which mm-hmm. happens from time to time. And I visited kickstarter.com and I gave you money. I Whoa. gave somebody money, but... <laughs> yeah, you gave Kickstarter money, but they're going to eventually give some of they'll it give, to me. They'll give what, a bunch of it to you. What, what, is, what did I give money towards? Uh, I presume that you went to... I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here this evening. Actually, I am wondering why you've <laughs> gathered me. I'm the one who did the gathering on this the, one. Oops. So that's that's the game that I released. Uh, we made mention of it earlier. Um, okay, so it's called... I'm sure, it Literally, the name of the game is I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here this evening. Um, right. It's too late for me to suggest that three contractions in the name of a single game... <laughs> Maybe two contractions too many. <laughs> uh, I, you know, that is the 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 phrase is a trope present in the type of story that I want to be telling with this game, Ooh. which is like a clue slash sort of um like Thirteen Dead and Drive. I don't know if anybody's played that board. Never game. Never played that one. That board game. I've seen rules. It. Uh, it's, it was one of those nineties board games that had a whole bunch of stuff. You had, you basically had to put together a Lego set and you had, it was, had a great table presence. It was incredible because you have a whole mansion and there are traps that you push down to kill your other team, your, not your teammates, the, the other people Opponents. who stand to inherit wealth. So anyway, 13 dead and drive rules, but this is an RPG version of that style of thing. Uh, uh another inspiration would be, uh, and then there were none by Agatha Christie, um, but essentially you play as one of 12 guests or the butler, uh, that are at this mansion. You arrive at an, an island that's otherwise deserted. And then you go to this gigantic mansion and the butler tells you that you can inherit it all. You can get all of this money, a private island and a giant house. If you can be the last remaining survivor at dawn in the house. And then what happens? And then you, then you, uh, you get the money if you if you're the last remaining person in the house. What if I don't want to kill anybody? Well, we've got that's fine. This is an RPG, <laughs> so you can do whatever you want to do. So there, you have a lot of options. However, the the power definitely is in like people people are are going to attempt to kill you. So you need to take steps to protect yourself. Um, but it is yeah you you can you can actually even like win the deceased's game without killing anyone it's just harder but that's definitely a decision you can survivor right right as long as you keep surviving and then also if you don't if you if your character decides they don't want to play the deceased game it's a very reasonable thing that any reasonable person would do in that outlandish situation that's it's fully capable to do but i do encourage you to approach this game as if you were uh, in a vincent price movie and really act melodramatically and take it silly uh, and, mm. you know, dip people in acid or whatever. So it's, this is a game for having fun. 
Yes. Yes, it is. Ah, I see. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that tends to be the purpose of most games. <laughs> Trust me. I could introduce you to some games where fun is not the address. Well, you're talking about Magic other, the Gathering. <laughs> other people having fun is not the objective. Definitely Magic the Gathering there. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, when I don't know when we're going to get this published, but when, when does the Kickstarter go until? At the time of recording, we have 14 days left. 14. Okay. So, it yeah. goes until March 12th. Oof. 12th. Hey, great math. I didn't do that. That's what Greg said. Oh, but it's probably wrong. What if it's March 11th? It's not. I'm looking at the website. <laughs> oh, he's cheating. All right. Oh, I see. March 12th. Get You can get... It's it's actually really inexpensive, too. Yeah, you can get uh, five bucks for the PDF, 10 bucks for a physical copy, uh, and you can go wild and get $150 to have your portrait hanging up in the mansion. And what that means is your portrait will be... Uh, drawn by my artist John Turner. Uh, he's got incredible artwork. It, it's very reminiscent of Edward Gorey. Um, and uh, he'll draw a little portrait of you, and that'll be in the book under special thanks. Uh, cool. And you'll also get the digital assets for whatever you want to do with that. Like, put it up in your house, whatever. Kind of like that goblin coloring book where I wrote about yes. how much I don't like goblins. Oh. <laughs> 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 and I am writing a deceased for the book. Yeah, Greg's one of the guest authors. We oh, made it. Oh, wait, so, oh, wait, wait. Now, now you're opening up a whole... There's multiple dead people? Okay, there's only... The, the deceased is the... The person, the weirdo who put together this game in, in... Like, the game within the game, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes uh, sense. And... They're sort of the cornerstone of the game. So the who they were in life comes up a lot. Like that's the first thing you do is say who this person was, like how they made their fortune. Everybody, you go around the table and everybody adds details, whatever they want to add to the deceased. Uh, now, we blew through a bunch of the stretch goals. And one of the stretch goals was to have a bunch of guest authors make their own deceased that is wildly outside of the normal game. So I am looking forward to finding out what that is. The example one that I wrote is Nicholas Claus. And if you do survive a night in his toy manufacturing complex, uh, you will not only get the toy manufacturing complex, but also the moniker of Santa Claus, even if you don't want that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> even if that's a bad thing to you. Yeah, it's probably really bad. Uh with all with that particular example that I wrote. Um, the other ones can be anything, but yeah, I think this will really turn the game on its ear in multiple different ways. So it's collaborative storytelling with sort of a wacky who gets the inheritance bent to mm -hmm. it. I'm this sounds fun because um I wouldn't have to cooperate with other people and <laughs> That's yeah. something I don't enjoy. Uh, another thing that you might enjoy is that it's only two to three hours long, so you don't have to have a bunch of sessions. It's uh, it's not even. Oh, it's, and it's it's like you you do it as a one shot. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna sit down. We're gonna deal with a dead person. All right. Let's have some drinks and good night. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Is it going to win an award? Can uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> I, right. will, I will get my nephew to draw me an award, if nothing else. There you go. Sometimes <laughs> those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we already said you have to pre-order the book. I'm going to remind you again. You have to pre-order the book, The Ultimate Random Encounters book. Even if you don't like ultimates, if you don't like <laughs> randomness, if you don't like encounters, if even don't... if you don't like books, if any of these aspects are unattractive to you, I'm sure here's the secret. I'm sure there's somebody in your life who you're not thinking of right now, but you are going to think about within the next week who has a birthday or other uh, honorable situation coming up. And, and this will be the gift. That It'll be the perfect gift for them. And how smart of you to have pre-ordered it now so that it will be available to you to gift to them when you realize that this is the gift that they needed, even though you completely forgot that their anniversary, birthday, whatever else, graduation Halloween. was happening. Mm-hmm. You don't give gifts on Halloween. You take gifts on Halloween. <laughs> I just mentioned that because it's coming out in October. So. It is coming out in October. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so that's when it will actually uh, yeah. appear in the yes. physical realm. Mm-hmm. That's At least that's the date as it stands right now. That, I mean... We have no control. The, the we have no control of, over it. Yes, as we've we've all learned that the world of all types of scheduling can be subject to alteration. Now, the big notable thing that I've noticed when Greg revealed unto me the existence of this fine tone, when I could finally talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no Kickstarter for it. No. What no, happened? A publisher approached uh, us. Yes. What you like guys are call. so famous. <laughs> uh, well, we're you know uh, I think we're the minimum amount of internet famous that yeah. one can be. Um, no, but- no, no. Uh, Will Anderson is the minimum <laughs> amount of internet famous. <laughs> well, we one can be trust. We can, I do. we can fight over this. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally, I said to somebody, "How come I'm not access- as successful as Greg?" And they said, "Because you do a podcast about card fight Vanguard." And I was like, "You know what? You're right." <laughs> you also do one of the most popular podcasts about Pokemon. Nah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the most forget- I'm the most forgettable personality on that particular program. I don't think that's true. Either way. Who's the other uh, guy? The we've host. already mentioned their name, Simon and Schuster. Yep. Th- so they're, they're reputable. Simon and Schuster's uh, Adams Media Division, who's done, who does a lot of the books of this sort of genre. So, like the Ultimate RPG Carrier Character Backstory Guide. They love uh, the word Ultimate. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> because it's Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of those fall under the Adams medium, which is part of Simon and Schuster. Uh, and so they reached out to us and said, this is what we want. And then we wrote back and said, well, this is what we want. And Money. Then we, and then we... <laughs> we did get an advance. That's, yeah, I mean, we did. Uh, oh and then boy, we talked about... dream. <laughs> we came to an understanding of the book that they wanted to write and that we wanted to write. And we came to an agreement. I think we got... Almost everything that we wanted to do, yeah. almost. I think we got about 90, 95% of our idea is the book. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> they said, great, you have an incredibly short amount of time to yeah, write you've it. You've got, got two weeks <laughs> to give us half the book in a wow, draft form. Oh, dang. Yeah. And then two more weeks to write the rest of it. Good luck. And then we Good did luck. it. And we did it. Uh, it is 
a thousand encounters and six hundred GM. Oh, okay. Now you got you got to tell me how this works because this is so outside of my realm of understanding. I I I I understand random like I roll a dice and pick mm-hmm. something off a list because I put a bunch of numbers yep. next to the things on the list. But how does this work? So we have. 10 different charts in the main, like the encounters section of the book, uh, each with a hundred different encounters. Um, and each one of those sections is a different location. So you might have the tavern or you might have a city or a forest, a forest or the mountain desert. All right. First off, um, in, in volume one of the ultimate and random encounters (laughs) book, uh, it is very fantasy setting focused. Correct. That's right. Yes. So we're talking castle, dungeon, tavern, forest, mountain, cave. Orcs, dwarves, yep. elves, stuff. Those like are not locations, Logan. Those are creatures. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like the fantasy setting is yes. Yes. there for those as well. But yeah, uh, I mean, mountains exist outside of fantasy. Uh, are there sniffle grips? <laughs> uh, No. Is no, it too late to revise and insert and sniffle grips? We we had to steer away from anything that be, could be claimed by anybody else. Right. We but, did. We don't have any. Uh, like, what? Are, I know we had one that was like, "This is copyright wizards, and we can't do it." Uh, we had we had mind flayer in oh, one okay, prompt yeah. uh, mm. that we did have to change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. We have stuck mainly to things that are part of mythology that nobody can claim, and then other things that we just made up, like mm-hmm. like the Wajin ta- wizards. <laughs> let's or... take a a bee and a hummingbird well, I, and a skunk, and I, that's a creature. <laughs> I completely <laughs> made up it. sniffle grips. So okay, cool. So we could have used sniffle grip this whole time to add sniffle grips into All volume right. two, which yes. will be the sci-fi settings. If you if you but, remember sniffle grips. I will it's, write an it's encounter. It's now permanently if, if we it do, is, yeah. uh, recorded in yeah. audio yeah, yeah. format, possibly video format. I don't know. Oh, we didn't record this. No, it's not. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, all right. So what? What? Like I'm. Uh, I'm 13 years old again, and I'm hot into tabletop role playing games with my pals, and I see this book. What? What 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 am I going to do with it? What what's the intent? How do I approach this book? So if you're if you're the dungeon master or a GM or whatever, uh, and let's say you're trying to like the group is walking through a forest and you're like, well, I don't want them to just fight another bear wolf, wolf bear in this forest. That's boring. They've already done that three times. What about a fox? Any of those, any standard, just like okay. very boring stuff. Instead, you're going to roll on this chart and say, and this, the, the, one of the great things about the book is that you don't need a ton of prep right? Uh, for, to be able to run this stuff. So if they, if your players just go off and wander into a forest, you just roll a D 100 and say, okay, this is what happens. Uh, and then ah, you have so this I get encounter. It. So there's there's two types of game masters in this world. There's the Greg Leathermans who literally have volumes on their shelves of campaigns that they wrote in their spare time mm. because 
that's just what they enjoy doing mm. with their life. Mm-hmm. These are campaigns that are waiting <laughs> for people to come to play them. It's not wrong. Then you, please, Greg, I've known you long <laughs> enough. <laughs> then there's the other type of game masters who, it's Friday at 6.30 p.m., and the gang's all getting together at 7. Yep. And I haven't given any thought to the campaign. And boy, if I tell them that somebody else has got to be the game master again this week, they're not going to invite me back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, so, that's a perfect scenario to use this book. So I could grab this book off the shelf and I can, I can roll a location. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can roll. I mean, well, some... or you can let them wander into any location, essentially, as mm-hmm. long as it's not like space. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, I look, I, I have a chart of locations yeah. and I can just roll a dice and say, all right, yep. that's the location that you're at. Yeah. Y'all are yep. going to the mountains today. Yep. And then I can roll creatures. There, uh, are, there is uh, NPC and monster generation charts. That's the other half of the that's book. That's the second half of the book. Ah. So if you want to have more control, the second half of the book gives you a lot more control uh, so that you can pick things. For, you can roll randomly from a multiple charts and come up with something completely new and unusual. Or if you want a pre-generated prompt, like you walk up to a bridge and this happens or you're lost in the mountains and this happens, that's what the first half of the book is. They're short prompts to describe the situation that they're in and usually a problem that they are going to have to deal with. Do you provide suggested resolutions or is it just I give you the problem, how they solve it? How they solve it. What you you consider solved is that's up to variability. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of RPGs. Too much creativity required. I'm out. uh, (laughs) And the other, the other thing about the book is there are included maps for a number of the, well, there's one for, there's four for every location, but they are sometimes specific to certain prompts, but there are full color maps that they will, that you'll be able to use to help run your encounters uh, that you get from our book. So uh, if you're in a dungeon, there will be dungeon maps uh, that have been created specifically for this book that you can use at your table uh, as well as our prompts. Who arted the maps? Uh, There's two people that were hired by Simon & Schuster who I don't know them. But uh, I so so generally high quality. Yes, you have it signed uh, we, off and approved. Yeah, we we actually that's that's where that's the step that we're in now is every Tuesday we're getting emails of like, hey, here's the new maps. What here's the new think? maps, and they and all, are the basically gorgeous. all of our feedback is like, these look great. These look great. Because I, mean, I, so I saw the cover and I thought it was. Uh, does Lee do the postcards? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. I yeah. thought it was something that Lee had done. Because it's really good, and <laughs> Lee does really good postcards, because I get one <laughs> on the occasion. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, so it's cool. encounters and maps. Uh, so we tried to try to cover as many bases so that if you are stuck for an idea, or despite having your campaign plotted out from X, Y, Z... And around again, when your players invariably go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you can grab the book and say, well, let's see what they run into. Yeah. For, 
for me personally, like my favorite part of the book is the downtime location. We we actually changed that to like a some other part of the book. I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's at the back of the book. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, like anytime your players are taking a, a break for any number of reasons, like it could be a day off or maybe they have to wait a week before something major happens in the world. Uh, or maybe even, you know, they got hurt real bad and they have to rest back up before they can really go adventuring again. Stuff happens during that time. Most of the time in RPGs, they just fast forward right through that. But like, that's when relationships with your player characters are really going to have a potential to grow and they become like real people. And that, I think that chart is great because it'll give you, you know, scenarios where the players start talking or the characters start talking about a certain topic, or maybe they, are cooking together. There's, there's one where they, it's like a potluck dinner and you, uh, everybody has to say what they brought to the potluck and if it went over well, um, stuff like that, where you can just learn about the characters interacting with each other. So if I'm the kind of person that for some reason, my brain is stuck on only doing combat in my role-playing games and my folks that I play with have said, we're tired of fighting. Think of something else for us to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. We know there a selection things of things for, for yes. them to do. Yes. And that's not to say there's no combat encounters in the book, because we have lot. There's lots. It's just, but it's certainly not, I don't think it's the majority at all, our combat Well, encounters. as I was fond of saying while we're writing this, any of these encounters yeah. any, can end up that's in the combat. Thing, like, <laughs> well, players, I mean, that cooking competition can certainly yeah, end up in combat when I throw a hot potato at your face. <laughs> Roll for initiative, buddy. Yep. But, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't think the majority have like explicit, like you should fight this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you had four authors, wheels, Lee, Logan, Greg. Yep. Yep. How, how did you divide up the work? What, 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 a, how was it done? So we had a, a Google doc, uh, yeah. since they were, since we had to write a hundred for every chart, we had, we had, um, sheets actually google sheet uh where we just had a list of one to a hundred and then and then we just filled them out and we had a high scoreboard to uh to encourage like uh you know like seeing how where everybody was on their contributions and Mm. yeah um and you know shooting for roughly equivalent stuff but in the end we like the obviously the book is more than just those encounters like we have an introduction to every section yep and an introduction to the book itself and author bios and stuff so those all ended up like wheels did a ton of all of the intros and everything i, I don't think i wrote any part of any i of did not intros. write any of the intros <laughs> just mm. did it just i can see the it i can see, wheels is tends to be a very imaginative mm-hmm. uh yep. author in that in that sense so yeah. i could definitely see that but yeah that was i mean it was really nice. I don't know. It was. A I mean, fun, it was. Fun I process. mean, in it, there are times when I would be sit at my computer. I'm like, okay, desert. What's yeah. in the <laughs> desert? In a desert. Uh, an oasis. Okay. I I've done seven well, oasises. An oasis yeah. filled After with we... poison. <laughs> did it? Yeah, we did. It. An <laughs> oasis filled with poison, and the fish in it are actually electric. 
Okay, I don't think we had electric fish in the Oasis. No. But if you eat the fruits, <laughs> you become immune to electricity for five minutes. Well, you're a natural. This is really good. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll steal you for book two to write some of these things, because staring at pictures of a desert going... Yeah. We, there was a lot of, like, but if you Googling, eat a like, fish, what is all... What teleported lives... to a double desert. <laughs> what lives only... On the surface of the sea, not below the sea. Not below the sea. On the on surface the of the sea. <laughs> what lives? Mm. <laughs> I had so many searches of what animals are part of the desert biome. <laughs> yeah. Dang. What it was? What it, mythical it, creatures do you find in forests? It was a very weird sort of yeah. writing thing because, you know, we basically made we wrote a hundred beginnings. Of a of a weird story, yep. Uh, for each each location, I know you're not resolving them. You're no. doing like all right. what I said about <laughs> yeah. negative things. You start the problem, but you don't close. We don't it. resolve it. You nope. got to figure out how to resolve our clever you're riddles. Stick these things in people's brains, and they're never going to come out. Yeah, oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna solve them. They're gonna solve them. Logan, this those. is the this is the goal of good literature is to stick in somebody's brain and never. I, there's a poem I read four days ago that I can still <laughs> ruminate upon. When you when you show up to the the dwarven drag bar on the mountain, it will stick in your mind forever. So. Yes, I would imagine. And the, there are a lot the of bearded, gnomes the, the bearded book. lady is is that one. <laughs> I did add a lot of gnomes, so deal with it. <laughs> as long like as it's uh not what what is that wait why can't i think of the what is that creature i don't like beholders uh no gelatinous cubes goblins dang oh, now, goblins. i knew yeah. it started with a g and you threw me off because you said gnomes and then i was thinking gremlins but eh, i don't mm. know the gremlins are little and cute okay my last wait, Mogwais are little and cute. Gremlins are not. Look, your idea <laughs> I of the cute beholder. is different from my idea of cute. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll, this is my last time. I'm going to say it. It's available for pre-order. Please pre-order. Ly forward slash random book. Capitalize the R and the B. The pre-orders are critical, yep. essential. For getting on bestseller lists, obviously this book will not be up for an any in 2021. So 2022, this we're going to have a big group come into the awards. Very, very happy yeah. for this. Not not willing. No no awards for Will. Um, well, but, not with that attitude, Will. <laughs> we, we, we still have one more segment of this program to get through. Don't you? Will. No any's for Will because I I I really I tried. <laughs> you tried. Role playing games are not my, my not my sauce. Hey, you're valid. Um, but so yeah, uh, what what are what are the places we can think of? Uh, Powell's Books. That's a that's a cool bookstore in Portland, Oregon. Big fan. Been there. Uh, Barnes and Noble. If you need to do that. Uh, if you go, what is that indie publisher? Yeah. Dang. What was that site? You talking about Indiebound? Is that it? Uh, if you, wait, no wait. Here's the thing. This is the key. You go to bit.ly slash capital R, random, capital B, book. book. <laughs> random book with a capital R and a capital B. It takes you to the book's webpage. It t- there are links for places where yep. you can pre-order the book from. But as Logan just said, there's that indie something or other. That's the one I looked at because it will show you 
stores in your community, mm-hmm. which you can then pre-order this book from, and look at you're doing double gold. You're helping yeah. you're helping the the VRE folks get you know a little little jingle get their advance paid for whatever as how, how that I either way they they obviously put their heart and soul into this book because they want this book to exist and for people to be able to enjoy using this book uh, for their role playing adventures so you'll get that but also you can support your local bookstores which probably need the help they need the help <laughs> yes they do especially, need the help especially right now yep um. If you want to support my local bookstore, Moon Palace Books, I'm pretty certain I saw them on the list of I'm pretty sure uh, nice. places where you can pre-order from. Moon Palace Books, it is literally uh, two doors down from where the uh, riots happened in Minneapolis uh, mm. over the last summer. Um, so they're, they're still around, um, but definitely I would appreciate any support. Uh, for them on uh, Minnehaha Avenue uh, over here. Either way, okay, that's my, that's my last plug, my last ask to pre-order. Very important. Uh, would really appreciate it if folks would do that. All right, so for the here and now, because that's October, obviously yep. we're buying these books as uh, Christmas gifts uh, for our RPG fans in our lives. Um, what's happening now? How can people see us, access us, enjoy? Uh, our our existence and and the things that we're producing um, for me uh, on Tuesday nights. I know Tuesday is like the most oversubscribed, stream. <laughs> especially to people who listen to, listen to, to, this, to this. I know because Alan does his program. But if for whatever reason, if Alan is streaming a game or whatever that you're not interested in, and you're like, let me take a walk on the wild side and watch a game that I'm certainly not interested in. <laughs> uh, I stream on Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash drive underscore check. It's the recording of my podcast. We start at 8.30 Eastern. We usually go for about an hour and a half, and then so by about uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, if you're up that late, we switch over to just chit-chat with our, uh, with our chat. That's what they call it on the stream, right? Um, and usually I will talk about anime. I will talk about, uh, makeup and skincare, uh, extensively. If you, (laughs) if you want Will Anderson's secret, Hey, that's another thing that I got into. I got into a skincare routine during quarantine. I am all about talking about all the different options and everything Mm -hmm. for skincare, but uh, I, I'm adamant about taking care of my skin every single day. Anyways, I'll talk about that. Uh, we will talk about other card games, uh, news of the world, anything like that. So that's a fun thing. If you really want that Will Anderson fix once a week, you can hop in on that. Of course, you can always subscribe to the Drive Check podcast. And usually for about the first 10 minutes, we just have a general talk. It's not about Card Fight Vanguard. You are perfectly free to listen to the first ten minutes and then stop listening. That's, that is a okay with me. If that's what gives you joy and lights your life, feel free. If you actually do care about Card Fight Vanguard, feel free to skip the first ten minutes <laughs> and my extensive discussions of Doja Cat versus Flo Millie. Um, if you that that's not your vibe, that's fine. Uh, I'm also working on because uh, a friend of mine is very adamant 
that I work on game design. Uh, I, I have two games that are not RPG games because RPG games are not my jam that I'm working on designing. So who knows? Within the next year, you may see my intellectual property to be identified <laughs> games. Can't wait. Yay. Hit the market. Who knows? And then... Uh, I have some other secret projects that are just for fun secret projects because I like saying secret projects. So you could be on the lookout for those. I have a suspicion that I've actually been releasing content and not letting people know that I have because I want it to be like, is that Will Anderson? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of sus. All right, Greg, what you been doing with your time? Uh, Boy. Uh, I'm working on another RPG, as always. Uh, I wrote up new uh, Pokemon RPG rules for the Cortex system that I'm testing out. Uh, I'm figuring out the thing that I'm going to write for Logan. Uh, and then I'm podcasting, of course. You, you have the most podcasts us. out of anybody. I, you started out having no podcasts, and now you have the most podcasts. Well, two? Two isn't. Two isn't. Three? Three? Where's the third, the third one? Wait, so you have... Well, this is this would be a third one. This is well, the third no, one. Well, no, wait, no. I'm pretty certain Greg has... Wait, I thought he had another one. Now, I don't I know why. I have another one. That's true. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe uh, I am counting this one. Yeah, it's this This is the third. This is the, this is the pop-in third. Uh, Very Random Encounters, as always, come listen to us do all sorts of I support that Patreon. Thank you so uh, much. And then we do the Pokemon. I do the Pokemon thing with Will. It's super yeah. effective. Yes, Pokemon it is. podcast. Uh, and then you can yell at me on Twitter like a lot of people do. <laughs> what, what Twitter? At White Wing <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You can Twitter me at Wash in the Sink, but that has very clearly uh, become <laughs> like you can send things to me, but I'm not sending too much stuff out. Mm-hmm anymore these days maybe i don't know i might be inspired i I keep trying but then it's very overwhelming if you haven't noticed yeah and that's one of my meditation and reflection practices has been hey if those things are overwhelming you take a step back yeah that's great it's it's, it's okay to not be involved (laughs) it's very true all right logan uh, very random encounters, uh, always. I always, also, always. also have a podcast called Game Mechanics, where I talk about tabletop role-playing games from lots of different perspectives. Uh, uh, from, like, people who fix automobiles? That's what the theming is around, <laughs> yes. But I'm ah. talking about tabletop role-playing games, yeah. Uh, that one, I've completed season one of that, and I will get around to making season two. But as well, I found doing out- You're seasons. You're fancy. Yeah, it turns out it's hard to make an interview show because you have to like work on a lot of other people's schedules. Anyway, uh, I'm working on two other RPGs, so eat it, Greg. Well, I mean, Greg technically is working <laughs> on, working an on RPG like a million. And a mod. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, you could do this as a competition, <laughs> but if it was, no, if I'm just it kidding. was. Uh, Let me just you would probably shoot still you by four thousand. Yeah, you would still probably ideas. be winning because you have <laughs> you have books and books and books. 
Uh, and then I'm, I'm always around on Twitter at Logan Jenkins. Um, I'm just always there. Always there. Always lurking. I'm probably, I probably am over. I'm always murking on Twitter. I'm always a murkin on Twitter. That's an appropriate choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, yeah. That's at, at Logan Jenkins to find all out right. all your all your new cool Merkin details. What? Everybody's Merkin for the weekend. <laughs> what how did we use to close out this program? Logan, you were the expert on that. Mm. Did we say Frontill again or something? I, I we know. will, we will. I'm sure Alan will insert some inanity in his wacky and wild voices as is his As is his want. Yeah, correct. But, you know, <laughs> for somebody as annoying as Alan Girding is, I certainly miss <laughs> seeing him. Oh, yeah. I miss Alan. I miss Alan. I mean, hey, you literally, know, I miss this Alan has been the Sean. longest that I have gone without seeing him. Oh, this is going to make him cry. Good. Tears are cathartic. <laughs> Take it. We we are running really low on the Alan Tears um, uh, yep. bucket, which I don't know if y'all noticed that. <laughs> oh, believe me. It was sustaining my life for a long time and it's running dry. <laughs> You're an Alan Tears vampire. <laughs> All right. So I I imagine Alan will have something to say about the the new kind of revision of Tuesday Night Podcast as Tuesday Night TV. Uh he's streaming stuff, playing games. He's got cool folks like uh, Lindsay Road. Have you been on it, Logan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't been on yet because I haven't know, been either. Conflict Alan. of interest. <laughs> well, I then with that for a while, not forever, as it's been shown. We 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 do come back from yes. time to time. We love mm-hmm. to talk. That's true. Frontil, Logan. Frontil, Will. Frontil, Greg. Frontil, Will. Frontil, Logan. Greg. Ha, 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 ha.